Welcome to the JMJ Missions Podcast. My name is Anthony, and I'm joined by my host, Dan Palmieri, and Rocco Tarabarelli. And we are JMJ Missions. We have been at this for two years now, and you can find us on any social media. We have Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Go subscribe to us and click the bell and do all the things. We also have a website, www.jmjmissions.com. And lastly, we also give talks. Dan gives parish missions where he will go and talk to a church for like four nights in a row about Mary and St. Joseph and all this awesome stuff. <laughs> and people go and they say that it's great. I disagree. I'm just kidding. It's actually really good. Uh, I give talks to confirmation students, uh, obviously about to make their confirmation. So if you want that, you can book us through our website, which is www.jmjmissions.com. And today, our topic, we're going to talk about how to break out of ruts, both spiritually, emotionally, physically. Sometimes we can all feel kind of down and we all get like down in the dumps, as they say. And sometimes we just sit in it and wallow in it. And other times we, we fight it and, and we get out of it. So we're going to give you some practical tips on how to get out of those things, both spiritually and emotionally. But before that, we have our classic small talk. Small talk. And the small talk today is Christmas is coming. And if you're listening to this in August or something, you can skip this part. Or maybe it'll make you excited for Christmas in the coming months, depending on... It doesn't matter whatever time of the year you listen to this podcast. The small talk today is, what is your best ever Christmas gift? Your favorite thing that Santa ever brought you? My favorite Christmas gift Santa ever brought me was a Nintendo 64 in 1998. <laughs> and uh, I was inspired to get it from you, Aunt. Really? Because <laughs> I would go to your house every morning before school and play Nintendo 64. And we would play uh, we would play um, one of three games. <laughs> well, actually, one of four games. Yeah. Did you play Wave Runner? I, yeah, I did. We used to play Wave Runner. Uh, NHL Breakaway 98, <laughs> uh, Star Wars, I forget That's the right. subtitle, and Super Mario. Wow, those were great games. Those were great games, and I think that Christmas Santa brought me all of those <laughs> games uh, with the Nintendo 64, and I have the actual picture in a, phobo, in a photo album, um, and my face just lit up when I got it. I when think it was the happiest up. I've ever been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> So then, now that you had the gifts, did you still come over to my house and play it, or no? Uh, it diminished my time <laughs> at your house uh, because I was always I was always there playing those games. Yeah, and then I finally had my own. So. You know, I remember that when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, you used to come over before school, like before yeah. we went to the bus stop. And why? Yeah, we would play. I mean, I was I happy, know you did, but like, why did you come over? I don't know. I, I think because <laughs> we were day. we were just excited to have that camaraderie before school oh, and like we, we, would, tell... we would play floor hockey in your sunroom yeah dan oh, did you man. know this no. that rock came over every day for at least a year before, before school, school. before mm-hmm. school you hung out we hung out How we hung parents, out like okay i must have i must have gotten there around really early 6 30 yeah seven. and then and yeah. then we would be like full energy and we would play floor hockey oh my before gosh. school man i love floor hockey yeah me too it's, that should have been the small that talk. is that is the most underrated like you know secondary sport yeah i take it there with like ping pong and mm-hmm. uh what other weird sports keep up and stuff like that yeah floor Knock hockey out. man yeah oh so much fun so dan what is the best thing san ever brought you you know it's weird because like i thought of this and like this question and i um i i can't think of an answer i know uh, something you got that was cool go that santa brought you it mm-hmm. was a few years ago it was a record player and then you got really into playing vinyls oh i don't know mm-hmm. if i did i get that for christmas i don't know yeah that was like <laughs> 10 years ago um, no it was like 
five. Nah, I was like, well, whatever. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I dissed. I went through a record phase. That's fun. I still, you know, if it's a really good album, I'll just buy it and still play it on record. Because it's like, it's nice to hear it on a different, like, a different sound. You yeah. know what I mean? Plus, it just looks cool. It does. It's like hipster. Yeah, it's nobody like, looks cool listening to their iPhone with music. But if you have a record player, it's like, yeah. oh, this guy's got class. Yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty full of myself when I listen to records. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, one thought that I did have was I like um, – like I got a guitar when I was like 17. And uh, I already had a guitar, but this is my first decent guitar. And I say decent because it wasn't that good. But it was mm-hmm. it was like good enough where it was playable and, and – um, I just kind of went, just went off on that. It was a lot of fun. Um, and you're self-taught, right? Self-taught, yeah. No lessons. No no lessons. Um, can't sing as well as I strum, but um, yeah, it's great. So that was a pretty good one. And then I got to get back into that, though. I got to start playing again. I haven't played in forever just with the duties of fatherhood and obviously JMJ and then the normal the teaching. So, like, you know, a lot going on. Could be worse, though. Yeah. But, yep, guitar was good always 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 good to get an instrument good answer now i was gonna say something else and then once you said guitar i that reminded me that when i was in eighth grade santa brought me a guitar and didn't even ask for it like i wasn't it wasn't on my list or anything and then suddenly there was a guitar right and now to this day i still play wow and i don't think i ever would have just randomly got into it so i'm actually thankful that santa Mm. uh did that for me it's amazing he's able to get those guitars down the chimney Uh, yeah it's 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 pretty that's impressive. Yeah. Like, you imagine how hard that is to, like, weasel your way down the chimney. He's already a big guy yeah, with a full-on yeah. guitar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. Go ahead. But outside of that, my favorite gift was in seventh grade, I got a ton of hockey equipment. Because, Rock, you oh. and I used to play hockey every chance mm-hmm. we got. Yeah. So I got new rollerblades. That's how we met. Yeah. That's right. It's the first thing. I came first... out of the garage with my shirt off because <laughs> I always walked around shirtless when I was eight years old. <laughs> And uh, you were you were there standing outside my garage, and it was the first thing you said to me. Yeah, I didn't even introduce myself. You didn't, I didn't even say hi. Yourself. My name's Anthony. So you said what? So you want to play hockey? <laughs> yeah. And then you said yeah. <laughs> I said yeah. And from then on, it was just meant to be. Mm-hmm. Meant to be, yep. man. And but actually, basketball is the main sport that we played as right. two on two. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe someday soon, the our audience will meet our fourth best friend Ryan. That's right. Coming um, up soon. Yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. the audience will eventually meet him. But the four of us were best friends, and it was always two-on-two basketball, and me and you. Towards the end, it was me and yeah. you versus Ryan and Rock. And uh, I remember during those games, they got so competitive. This is before our conversions, mind you. We all had conversions together when we were just got into college. So in high school, we would just go hard. Mm-hmm. Like, we hated each other. Yep. We hate it. For that, for that hour and a half that we played. We would play to 70. We were enemies. Yeah. We would play to 70 by twos and threes mm-hmm. with a halftime at 40. <laughs> I because, forgot about because, because Or 50 because we were so, which not Cold really halftime. Because we were so freezing. Mm-hmm. Couldn't feel, you know, I remember my knuckles bleeding because mm-hmm. I was, this is nasty, because I was, my <laughs> hands were so dry and cold. Um, and we just, we would play, the, yeah, the game would last a straight hour and a half. How do we get that energy? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But when me and you would beat Rock and Rye, that was the best. Because Ryan is good, mm-hmm. and Rock is definitely. Ryan was always in that. Ryan, yeah. Ryan is very he good. Was and Rock easily is, the best out yeah. of all of us. And Rock has the best three point shot out of all of us. Yep. So you're playing against Rye, who's a natural athlete. Rock, who has the best three point shot, versus me and you, Ant. And mm-hmm. when we would win, it was rare. But when we won, 
This is the it best was feeling. a great day. Yeah. And they didn't talk to us for... Uh, they wouldn't. For like an hour or two. Yeah, afterwards. and then after that, we would all be best friends again. Oh, yeah, we'd just go and play Xbox and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, one last thing I remember, Anne, is every time they'd beat us, you would just punt the ball. I would. It's how I got into, my frustration out. Into the neighbor's yard. It was yeah. my coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I'm thinking? We filmed those games. Maybe we should release like a little uh, clip yeah, of that Yeah, we have our Instagram archival footage. From when we were 15. Cause we we should, because I could, I could actually uh, load them onto my TV and I could just film them with my camera, right? Oh, and I could shoot. just submit so, you the files, and and, and you we could were load them right on Instagram. We, uh, yeah. we had acne. Oh yeah, we yeah. were. Am I okay with with showing my 14, 15 year old self to the world? <laughs> yes, I'm not, but I'll do it for you guys. <laughs> so that's the Easter egg. <laughs> Comment two on two basketball or two v two basketball anywhere <laughs> on Instagram. That's going to be the Easter egg. Two v two basketball. Two v two basketball. Okay, so music break. Uh, yeah. And then we'll get into the topic. So we'll see you in a bit. Bang. Welcome back. Again, during that music break, we can't hear the music, so we just look at each other <laughs> and make faces. We got to film that once, and it's just it's pretty awkward, but it's fun. <laughs> Hopefully you like the song. We're kind of obsessed with the song. Okay, so today we're going to talk to you about how to snap out of a spiritual rut, how to, when things get tough, when you're, I don't want to use the word depressed because that kind of brings on like mental, uh, what's the word, like stigmatism, is that a word? Or uh, mental triggers, maybe. About. Yeah, know. like I'm not talking about like when someone's yeah. hardcore depressed, like that's yeah. a different story. Like, you know, so like we're not talking mm-hmm. about legit full-on depression. We're just talking about. When you're in a rut, like every everybody goes through little phases. Yeah, it's like the daily grind. Yeah, like, you're tired. You're a little sad. It's the same thing every day, and and spiritually and emotionally, you just feel drained and just like lifeless. And you have no motivation. And I feel like that's something that we can all that uh, will all we encounter that all the time. Yeah. So if you are encountering that, how do you get out of it? What are your instincts? What do you guys think? If you are you're just like sad, kind of depressed, kind of lifeless, how do you snap out of it? I think there's two ways you can approach it. You can get the spiritual roots, which are probably the most important, but then you also have the practical things you can do too. And honestly, like, yeah, we divide these tips into the spiritual and the practical, but because technically, theologically, this world comes from God, the physical world and the spiritual worlds are very connected. God is pure spirit. He come, This world comes from him. So the physical world has a spiritual you know aspect to it just like our bodies technically as thomas aquinas says kind of come from our souls almost you could say so really the spiritual and the practical are very connected so um but it depends on which one you want to go with first when spiritual let's go spiritual first okay um well this is gonna sound cliche but completely 100 percent true you have to pray Mm -hmm. now what i've noticed recently in thinking about this on my own and my own life is that when you feel spiritually dead or even just emotionally or physically just tired right the last thing you want to do is pray Mm -hmm. because prayer means like work prayer is like all right i gotta instead of just like going to the normal things that make me feel better like scrolling on tiktok for seven hours or watching movies or staying in bed with the covers over my head you know all the things that we do to get away from our our deadness right i actually have to sit there and think about this stuff I got to pray. I got to rouse my spirit. I got to connect with God. And you know what? You know you've been distant from God. He's not, he, you think he's going to be mad at you or that it's not going to get you anywhere and that it sounds like work. So I'm going to say you have to literally get over those lies and force yourself to pray. 
Yeah. You have to force it because you will feel better once you start. Right. I've experienced that many times. Like I can say that that's 100% true. There's many times where I know that I should pray. Right. And uh, I'm bummed out or something. And I know that I had to bring it to God and I'll procrastinate it. Like I'll just say like, oh, I'll do it later. Yep. Like, you know, I'll pray later. Maybe let me just play NHL right now or let me just scroll on TikTok like you said. And then I'll get to God later. But the second that I just make that conscious effort and I remove those distractions and I just go to the Lord with the way that I'm feeling and yep. I just open up my heart to him, I always feel better. And another thing with that, you don't have to be in a good mood to pray. You don't have mm-hmm. to be sitting there like peacefully serene in an adoration chapel and like with all these perfect conditions. You can be mad or sad or ha- like anything, yeah. any emotion. Yep. You can go to God with that emotion. You don't have to wait until you cool off if you're angry. Like just right. go to him right this second. Right. And because if you think that if you're like, oh, I'm too mad to pray. No, that's that's when you should pray. Exactly. Yeah. If you're mad, that's why you should pray. Mm-hmm. Like you think to yourself, a lot of people think, well, I've been distant from God. I need to wait till I'm like be- feeling better spiritually. Right. Like no. It will make you feel better spiritually. <laughs> exactly. Like praying will make you feel better, especially if you're honest about it. Like what you do is you take whatever you're feeling. Maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's a little bit of depression, like at like least the lighter form, that not like not the deep yeah, mental like stuff. Legit, yeah. Maybe it's sadness. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just tired. It's a daily grind. You just feel numb. Some people just feel numb. You're having a, a, a gray, hazy day. You know what I mean? That's just mm-hmm. how you feel on the inside. You just don't feel like doing anything. Well, tell God about it. Like, yeah. put your phone down and flip it over, as mm-hmm. you say, Ann, yep. on, its, on its face side mm-hmm. so that you can't see anything lit mm-hmm. up. Silence it. Turn all devices off. Yeah, Go in a private room. Mm-hmm. Look at Close a crucifix, yep. or if you don't have a crucifix or whatever, a cross or a mm-hmm. picture of Mary, Jesus, whatever, just close your eyes. Close your eyes and um, start to be honest with your feelings. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's why. And then what I do is I do a breathing exercise. Now, you could do anything like this, and I started doing this and found out afterwards. This is why I think I, I can say it. I found out afterwards that certain saints did this, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool confirmation to get. But um, I take a deep breath. And as I'm breathing in, I imagine myself gathering all of the negative feelings I'm feeling, whether Mm -hmm. it's deadness and numbness, anxiety, fear, whatever it is, anger, you know. As I'm breathing in, I imagine myself gathering all of it, and then I, and I breathe it all out. Mm -hmm. And I imagine all of it leaving my soul and going right onto the crucifix right. onto Jesus because that's why Jesus died for us that's mm-hmm. why the crucifix looks like a nasty thing because he's taking all of our stuff yeah. and he wants to because he beat it so I imagine all of it leaving now I might have to sit there for 5, 10, 15 if it's really bad something I'm really worried about 20 minutes and breathe and every time I exhale I imagine all the stuff leaving and I believe because that's something we can do with faith like as you're imagining this stuff leaving you it's, I think it really does leave you because you're doing it an act of faith. It's like you're doing it as a prayer. You are praying, and this stuff really might leave. And then once I start to feel peace, um, then I'll breathe in. And as I breathe in, I'll imagine the love and peace and goodness and joy, mostly peace, of Jesus coming into my soul. And um, there's never been a time that I haven't done this that it hasn't worked, um, at least in part. I haven't felt at least a little better, sometimes way better. But as you said, Ant, the problem is getting yourself to do mm-hmm. it because it's the la- it feels like worse. It's work. It's the last thing you want to do at the time. You kind of just, for whatever reason, we get tempted to sit there and wallow in these negative feelings. Right. Yeah. And also anything in life that you want requires effort. So even something as simple as wanting to feel happy or wanting to feel out of this rut, 
is gonna require effort. Right. God's not just gonna like sprinkle it on you and be like, oh, you're happy now. Like you know, like that, that's not <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. True. Yeah. And this actually leads me into my next uh, point because first that was a spiritual tip. Now this is physical. Next would be like working out. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the, if you work out because you want, I agree, um, yeah. yeah, because like you want muscles, like you want to look buff and all that stuff, like that's that's fine. But also, if you want bigger biceps, you have to do the stuff that's going to give you bigger biceps. Yeah, it's like it, otherwise, it's not going to happen. Yep. So you have to put right. in the effort. And, and, and Rock, even, even if ahead. even if even if you don't want bigger biceps, just knowing that you did it, that you did maybe three reps of or three sets, um, knowing that you got through that is a big confidence booster it too, is. because we always talk about that. Mm-hmm. It's more for the mental, exactly. you know, not so much the physical. That's why I w- work out. I've recently started working out for the first time ever in my life during quarantine. And it, um, I come in and out of it. Uh, but when I force myself to do it, I just, I feel so much better. And it's yeah. just like praying. Like you can't wait to feel good to, to start praying. You just got to do it. You exactly. just got to jump into it. Yeah. And Rock, it's interesting that that you mentioned that because Rock and I are kind of like little workout buddies. Like we'll tell each other like what we're doing <laughs> and stuff like that. And, and it's pretty helpful because like you hold me accountable a little bit and, mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. And it's cool because we made this realization. Uh, like like Rock said, I've always gone through phases of working out. Like when I was in high school, I worked out a little bit. Uh, college, a little tiny bit. And there's also huge, huge gaps where I don't. But every other time in my life when I was working out, it was like for something or someone. Mm-hmm. I, like when I was in mm-hmm. high school, was, I worked out so I would like look better for the girl that I was dating. You know what I mean? Right. It's, like, it's not. It wasn't just for me. But right. now at this point in my life, like I'm literally only working Doing out for you. just for myself, mm-hmm. and just and and actually that ties into my spirituality too, because like Rock said, it, it makes you feel better. And then it's like okay, like I'm gonna go run a mile, do some push-ups, lift some weights, and right. pray a rosary, and it's like I feel like a beast. After that, it's like I just yeah, absolutely. Humble, humble it's, yeah, it's, yeah, like yeah. A, it's like a it's like um it's like a catalystic to keep to keep going. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. if you start your day off with it. There's days where I want to stay in bed all day, but there's days where if I start my day working out, then I want I'm looking for the next thing to do and exactly. then the next thing to do after it, that. It's like a snowball. You just got yeah, you got to yeah. keep moving. Mm-hmm. And the reason you feel better physically after you work out when it seems like you should be feeling more tired, like mm-hmm. I just exerted energy, I just worked out, I should be tired. You're not. Yeah. You have energy after you work out. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is because, as we said before, the spiritual and the physical yep. are closely linked. The same God that made the spiritual world made your soul and how your soul works made the physical world. So how did he make it? Well, if you actually force yourself to work out, you feel better. If you actually force yourself to pray, even though you didn't think you would, you start to feel way better, actually, I would say. Um, I have an interesting little anecdote. I've been really into a... Um, Christian mystic who was Indian, he was a Sikh or Sikh, Sikh, S I K H, Indian, um, and he had a massive conversion. His name is um, Sadhu Sundar Singh. He died in 1924. He was not Catholic, so you know, as you read his 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 wisdom and his writings and his meditations, you got to kind of have your Catholic glasses on. But 99% of the stuff he says is awesome. Um, this guy, you know, he meant it because his story is very interesting. Uh, maybe some people can relate to it. Um, this is getting a little more serious, a little more down the the, the you know vibe we were going for with this episode. But um, he his mom was a wonderful, nice, God fearing woman. I mean, this the the Sikhs do believe in God, different idea than Christianity, but good people. And um, she suddenly died at when he was fourteen or fifteen, and his sister died too, like almost in the same year, I believe. Uh, and it left him without any faith, angry, sad. He eventually decided there was no point and purpose in life. He gave up his idea of God, his Sikh idea of God, and he uh, decided he was going to kill himself. Uh, the night before, 
he decided he was going to kill himself, he said his last-ditch effort prayer. He said, whatever God is out there, the true God, if you're there, I need you to reveal yourself to me because I find no purpose in life. And if you don't, I'm just going to kill myself. Tomorrow I'm going to lay down on the railroad tracks. Wow. That night, he was in his room. He sees a little bit of a glow in the corner of his room. It's a little weird. Thinks it's coming from outside. He walks outside. Pitch black. There's nothing going on outside. He walks back in his room. The glow is brighter. In the glow, he eventually very slowly starts to see a human form take shape. And he sees a man with wounds in his hands and in his feet. He saw a vision of Jesus that night. I don't know if Jesus talked to him that night, but he saw Jesus. He said he was sure it was Jesus with the wounds and all. He said he felt nothing but peace and joy like nothing he's ever felt in his entire life. The next day, he decides he's going to become a Christian. Um, and uh, his parents thought, well, his dad thought, well, um, you know, he's just 15. He's, you know, he'll get over it. He won't. Well, he was serious about it. Uh, got baptized, started talking about God. People in his village tried to kill him multiple times by throwing snakes in his room. That's what you do. You did to traitors, apparently, you know, things like that. And he ended up just going around as a uh, homeless preacher, just walking around, kind of like St. Francis, relying on people to give him food in a non-Christian country. And he got lots of people to believe in Christ. So amazing, right? Non-denominational. And one anecdote he said, uh, now number one, First off, he is a great example of someone who was sad and tired and, and, and just gave up on life much more serious than probably mm-hmm. the people that are listening to this with their feeling and uh, and overcame it through Christ, through prayer, through a, a heartfelt last-ditch effort prayer that he said. But he said something interesting. He said uh, apparently Jesus told him this while he was meditating one time, and he felt Jesus tell him that if you were to go down south and describe Nordic countries to 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 tropical-minded people like 100 years ago who knew nothing about it, they'd be amazed at a lot of things. Like in Nordic countries or Canada or countries that are far enough north, Aunt, you'd probably understand this, you can have water freeze. You can have water like flowing normally, like a river, mm-hmm. in the deep parts of the water, but the top will freeze, and, and the ice will be so strong you could just walk right over the river on foot mm-hmm. and have the water underneath you still completely water, but, but yeah. the, in liquid form but hard, solid ice form you're walking over. He said, if you were to go to a country near the equator, people who've never seen this or heard of this before and say that this is possible, they'd tell you, nope, that is not possible. That's not scientifically possible. They wouldn't believe you. It would take them actually visiting a northern country in winter and seeing it for themselves to believe you. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Jesus told him someone who is in God's graces and feeling the love and joy of God versus someone who isn't, it's the same exact situation. That's a great analogy. If you go to someone and say, man, if you had God and you prayed, you'd feel so good. Oh my gosh, it's so possible to be happy. They will not believe you because their feelings are of sadness and darkness and, and sluggishness. And because they've never felt it, they haven't tried, they will tell you that's not, no, I, there's no way I can feel good. It's not until they experience it for themselves that they will understand. So the only way, the listener right now, the only way you're going to get out of the sluggishness is if you force yourself to pray and experience it for yourself. Because right now, if you just go by logic, your feelings are going to tell you, nope, it's not possible to feel good. Only through prayer will you feel good. You'll experience it yourself. Then you'll realize, wow, what was I thinking that whole time? Not, not, to, not to get real heavy here and, sure. or anything like that, but what if people do that, but they still su- suffer from mental disorders, depression, bipolar, OCD. Right. Like serious, actual, real things. So I think mental disorders, it depends on which one you're talking about. Some are much more emotional and lighter and um, able to be cured throughout than others. Some are like completely un- uncontrollable, just the cross that people have to bear. For those emotional issues, I'll say, where like you can overcome it through prayer, I think light depression, sadness, things like that, um, maybe people aren't praying the right way. 
Um, I think if someone prays the right way and they really, really dump all of their stuff onto Jesus, face it, dump it onto Jesus, and then let him love you and then make a deep act of faith and trust that you know for sure he's, things are going to be okay, um, I believe you, the healing will start. And then you might need to combine that, as we're saying, with practical things like getting up and working out because mm-hmm. it's all connected. And therapy too. Maybe some therapy, mm-hmm. just getting it out, talking to someone you love, talking to a professional. Uh, confession, obviously, if it's something you've done that's causing you um, some guilt or shame. Finding a good community. If you go to your church and get involved with your young, young adult group or hang out with some friends that are good, genuine people that aren't going to tell you to just go like drink or something or smoke weed or like, whatever, you know, um, if you hang out with good, holy, loving people, find a good community, whether it's family or friends, or I would say, especially youth group, people at your church, young adult groups, uh, maybe you're, if you're grieving, it's a bereavement ministry, whatever it is, you come, you do all those things, most especially pray the right way. You'll be on your way. I'm, I'm almost positive. I just don't think that God would ever make a universe where if someone didn't do all these things correctly, the right way, deeply, they wouldn't at least feel some relief. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Good. All right. So back to our little list of tips and tricks. So we did one physical, one spiritual. Let's do another physical. <laughs> the next physical thing I have is to blast music. Like if you're feeling <laughs> down, put on some uplifting music. Yeah. And it doesn't just have to be Christian music, although that is like the best combination. If you can put on like a really uplifting, happy Christian song, like you will definitely feel better. I've mm-hmm. done that and it does make a huge difference, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be Christian. As long as it's not some like ghetto rap song that's like degrading to women, like don't blast that. That's not like that's not good. If, if, if it's a positive rap song, go for go it. For we it. we yeah. love rap. Yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with that. But uh-huh. so just crank some tunes, and you'll be surprised at what it does. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, cool. I agree. Let's do another physical, two physicals at once. Eat well and hydrate. Nice. So many people don't drink enough water. Working outside for 14 years at a golf course. I saw the effects of dehydration in myself and in others without them even noticing it. When someone is dehydrated, now I don't mean like dehydrated to the point where like they're going to die, like two days of not drinking water. I mean like you're outside, you're sweating, working at a golf course, you're playing basketball outside. You get really irritable really quickly. Mm -hmm. It's really tiny things make you really annoyed and you have no patience with anyone. It's because you're not drinking any water. Mm -hmm. And that, that could happen on a day in December where you're not even working out or anything. If you just went through... Most of the day, and it's 5 p.m., and you realize that you have not taken one sip of water. Yeah. you got to drink some water. And once you do that, if you chug a whole bottle, you'll feel better. Your mood just improves right away. And can I add something to that? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we think we're really upset and irritable, and we're really just a little hangry. Yeah, hungry like, or thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just a little hungry. Mm-hmm. And yes, we yes, I know. The saints practice ascesis and asceticism i don't know how you say it People, i've heard it so many ways asceticism ascesis whatever your asasis i don't know whatever you want to call it they a lot of the saints did practice this very very incredible training and I, I think it's awesome the early christians were experts at it where like they would just get so good at offering sufferings up to god that they barely would have to eat anything and they'd be totally chill you're not there yet most likely I mean, if you're at that point where you're practicing asceticism, go for it. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Most people are not there yet. It's okay to eat. Like, go get something to eat. You know, if you need to have a cheat day with your diet, like, <laughs> just one day is not going to hurt you. But, like, make sure you're getting something in your stomach. Yeah. Make sure you're taking care of yourself physically. Uh, just at least the bare minimum so that you can just not have any other reason. <laughs> right. Extra reasons to be upset. You yeah. Know? All right. Let's go back to spiritual. Next tip is to serve someone. Serve others. Like... 
if we just think yeah. about ourselves all the time, like all. Oh, I was like, liter- literally thinking that. Really? It, like, well, it takes it takes the the focus, you know, off of our inward selves, and forces us to come out of ourselves. And I I've noticed that's extremely very like therapeutic for me. Oh yeah. When I force myself to come out of myself and do a, an act of kindness or mm-hmm. of service for somebody, it's like I'm not even thinking about my quote unquote problems. Right. Anymore. It's like they're gone in that moment mm-hmm. and you're focused on that other person. Mm-hmm. And, and like that's what Christ wants to do. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, we have to analyze ourselves and like kind of figure out why we're feeling a certain way and, you know, bring it to the Lord and stuff like that. But also sometimes it's like stop thinking about yourself for a minute mm-hmm. and like just go think about somebody else. Like just go help that person yep. or go do this sacrifice. Why or... do you Why do you think it's so tempting to always want to stay inward I, I think that's human nature i'm not i'm not sure where maybe you know concupiscence, or original maybe. sin definitely. yeah yeah concupiscence 100 uh-huh. yeah to like to not to, to just say no nah, i don't want to do that i just want to focus on me right yep. and for my your problems. own comfort yeah and i hate to say it but our world is obsessed with self-care now mm-hmm. we're okay with some self-care like yeah like you know eating and drinking and working right. out sometimes but and blasting some music mm-hmm. but the world is obsessed with like no i got i need time for me like right. i need to take a month off from my job just yeah. go to france so i could find myself <laughs> like no 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 all you need to do is take not a month off, but take 20 minutes off, close your eyes, go inward and find Christ, and you found yourself. So I can't um, say that to JMJ. I can't tell you guys I'm going to Paris for a month. <laughs> I mean, you could, to but go like, soul you'd, searching. you'd never hear the end of it from us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll do it. <laughs> Unless you're going to Lourdes. <laughs> yeah. In which case, bring True. me there, spiritually. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it's the divine paradox. It really is that, I mean, Jesus talked about it, right? He said, he who wishes to save his life will lose it. Mm-hmm. He who wishes... To lose who who loses his life for my sake will find it. I mean, that's amazing. Like you said, Rock, when you're feeling down, it seems like the last thing you want to do is come out of yourself to help somebody else. But weirdly enough, because you're helping somebody else, you're serving others, you're losing, you're th- forgetting about yourself, losing your own life, so to speak, you actually end up feeling pretty good yeah. afterwards. That is how God wired the universe. He wired it like that for a reason, because he wanted to wire us for love. Like, love is literally intentionally coming out of yourself for somebody else, whether in prayer to God or in service to somebody else. And you will always feel at least a little bit better when you do that. Exactly. And service doesn't just have to be like making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for homeless people. Like That's great if you do that and, mm-hmm. and keep doing that. But there's countless other ways to serve. Let's say you have a sibling. And they need help with their homework. That's the last thing you want to do. Oh, man. Sit down, give them a half hour of your undivided attention and help them with their math homework. That's really tough. Let's say a friend of yours uh, doesn't have a ride to work. Take an extra half hour out of your day. Go pick up your friend and take them to work and then ask them if they need a ride home. Right. Like like those little ways are how you serve. Or calling up uh, your your mom or dad if they're like, you know, if they're older or they're alone or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like no one ever makes time for that. Um, but doing something like that is gigantic, and I know you never want to like, oh, I have, to, you know, if you have, if you're if you have kids and you're an adult, you think, oh, I have too much going on, or maybe you're in college or high school, like I have too much going on. Call up a family member that that is uh, lonely, and that will make their day exactly, and you'll feel better afterwards mm-hmm. yourself. And I know I, I got to do a better job of this myself. I always think of these intentions and forget later because mm-hmm. I get bogged down. But when you actually like force yourself to do it, man, uh, always good fruits come from that yeah. for you and the other person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. All right. Another spiritual going to mass. I mean, that's an obvious one for Sunday. You know, like we got to go to mass on Sunday, but I've always found in my own personal spiritual life, if I make the extra effort to go to a daily mass, I feel way better. I know, like, I, I just feel like, um, it's, it's similar to working out. It's yep. like, okay, I'm ready for the day now. Like, yep. You know, I woke up, I, I received the Eucharist and it's like, all right, what next? 
A daily mass is awesome. I mean, yeah. it only takes what twenty five minutes. Yeah, Not that you want it to be short or anything, but like, man, you're in and out with the Eucharist <laughs> in your system. I don't know if this is something I need to work on inside myself, but I like that. I like that it's only a half hour. Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, it's like I feel like you get to the point. You don't see, like, there's no, nah, maybe I should confess that. <laughs> <laughs> I do know what you mean, though. Yeah. Um, and again, the same theme over and over again. The problem is when you actually have to try to get out of bed to do it mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do especially if you don't have work that day it's like a saturday morning or whatever is like 8 a.m like oh i gotta let me get up and go to mass that sounds horrific mm-hmm. to you in bed sleeping with your eyes closed that want desperately another hour of sleep but when you come out of mass you feel nothing but shiny mm-hmm. on the inside and then the you outside. go get an iced coffee oh yeah you're just set yeah you're you're, set. you are good to go yeah get, go get yourself a bagel yep <laughs> you earned it Oh man, I love bacon egg. I don't like cheese, but bacon and egg. Yeah. Go get yourself a bagel. Go get yourself a coffee. Get yourself a, a weird coffee. Yeah. You know like something a, new. Like, like you a, earned it. Like you have the Eucharist in you. Like you are good for the freaking day. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should have said that. But. <laughs> well, uh, whatever. All right. Okay. All right. Next is two things, both um, physical. One is uh, go ahead and apply for that job that you want, whatever it is. Like maybe you think like your dream job. Just go for it. Like do whatever you got to do. Apply for an internship, go after things, make moves towards things. And then in the same field, ask that girl out. Just do mm. it. Just go up to her and ask her out. She says no. <laughs> you might think that if she says no, you'll be embarrassed or whatever. It's actually you'll... very freeing. It's totally freeing. <laughs> I, many girls have said no to me. And, <laughs> and some girls have said yes. But you feel better having I done feel, that. I feel so much better because then it's like, hey, okay, now I don't have to worry about you anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't mean that in a mean way. Yeah. I mean, like, okay, like you revealed that this is not my vocation. You said no. So it's like, right. okay, like, thank you. And uh Best of luck, and I'll yeah. see you later. So, go ahead. I, mean, if you, I was going to say, if you're not a younger person, like if, you, if you're already married, you're not, mm-hmm. it's not about asking somebody oh, then, out. Yeah, don't do that if you're married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> Hopefully, the people listening are, are know that. But <laughs> hope, I hope. I mean, hope you listening know you're not supposed to do that. But right. like uh, maybe, you know, it's Christmas time right, like right now, mm-hmm. uh, Advent. Maybe you were going to buy a new Christmas decoration to put up, and you, you know, haven't made the time. Just get out and do it. You know, get, mm-hmm. do new things, kind of spark. Anything you could do to spark up your life a little bit in different ways, you know try to do it um it all comes from the same source all, all new good good things come from the lord as long as you have good intentions and something that's um that's going to brighten up your life or somebody else's do it you yeah know? yeah i agree there was one time i asked a girl uh for her number because she was talking to me and like you know she was laughing and things like that and i guess i didn't look at her hand but she was she had a ring and, and then <laughs> and when i asked her for her number she said uh she was like no i'm sure you're not the first guy and then she said i'm married i was like oh i was like i'm so sorry i was like i didn't i didn't mean to like you know overstep any boundaries or anything she's like oh, i was okay it's like well you know he's lucky see ya and then, and then i peacefully like walked away and you know she was flattered oh i'm sure like she yeah. didn't like she didn't walk away from like oh my gosh i'm married right. how dare he like right. you didn't know you didn't i mean if you knew when you asked and you were looking at a ring and you're like you know i'm gonna ask anyway that's messed up but that innocent exchange like mm-hmm. she probably walked away flattered exactly and she did the right thing by telling you off and and good, then I, you know? <laughs> and then i felt confident in myself that i even that i even asked there you we know go I mean? so we, it, was, it was a win-win we all win yeah exactly <laughs> um what other tips you guys got that's all i have that's my list man uh Prayer? I was waiting on the the to say the act of kindness, but I didn't know that was already on. Oh, your list. I added it like randomly. It wasn't even yeah. on the initial list, and then I right. wrote it down. Um, I did realize something because now we would probably transition into our saint cup. Our saint cup is at 
your house, Dan. Yeah, I'm going to be honest Tonight we're at my house. Yeah. And we didn't bring the same cup. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought of that about six minutes ago and panicked. Yep. And just I didn't panicked say about anything. 20 minutes ago. You did. Okay. Yeah. So you, you thought of it before I me. Didn't I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I didn't think of it at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what I was actually thinking was two saints that we could think of that this is not obviously random. This is just my thoughts. Well, first off, do you have any saints that would go along with this? Saint Dymphna. Interesting. Yeah. Anything about her? She was depressed. And she was yeah. really sad, and she just persevered. And I know that she had some like really, really deep things or really dark things to be depressed about. Yeah, so I know she's the patron saint or one of the patron saints of people struggling with depression. Uh-huh. I don't know anything about her life though. Uh, I know she's an ancient saint, an ancient Christian. You might know something. So her, she was obviously a product of a family. Her mom passed away, um, and then her dad went kind of like crazy, really crazy. Wow. And so her dad saw the resemblance. Of his wife, which was Dymphna's I mother. I have heard of this. And her. And yeah. then just weird things, like, you know, just weird, odd things went down. He wanted, to, he, he wanted to try to, like, take his daughter as his wife exactly, pretty much. Yeah. Exactly. So that was very traumatizing for her. Yeah. And, but she persevered and stayed close to the Lord amidst these real, real sufferings. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So when, I, when I'm bummed out because Duncan didn't have a nice coffee, <laughs> it's like that's nothing compared to St. Dymphna. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sounds like Maria Goretti a little mm-hmm. bit, who yeah. we did last podcast. Um, you know, if 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 Christ can, if Christ has the ability to be chill even in the face of death, like you think of him in the agony of the garden, knowing and seeing his torture coming up, the whips he would take, the crowning of thorns he'd have to undergo, the mocking, the spitting, the beating, the carrying of the cross, and finally this death by suffocation, and pro- and, and maybe blood loss that he would endure later. If he could face even that and be relatively chill about it, I mean, like, no, he was not chill in the Garden of Eden. I mean, yeah. not the Garden of Eden, the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. He was freaking out because he was human, but the love inside of him, the divine love, said no. The the, the 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 God part of Christ was like, no, I love human beings too much. I'm going to do this. Now Christ has promised that He will be with us and be in our hearts. If He's able to overcome even death, and Our Lady was able to watch her son die, and she loved him more than any mother has loved a son in the history of the world. For her, her to be able to watch him go through that and not complain about it and even offer that up to God, you know, the, the sorrowful heart of Mary, her immaculate heart, there's always always depicted with that sword going through her heart. If they're able to pull that off and they've extended their hands to help us and said, yo, for lack of a better term, <laughs> we're going to be here for you to help you, then by asking them to help us by connecting with them in our souls, going to adoration by prayer, by confession, by the sacraments, by imitating them. And again, as I said, inviting them into our hearts, we will be able to persevere through anything, uh, whether you're going through depression, whether it's just sluggishness, whether you just feel dead, the daily grind, whatever it is, got a little deeper than we intended, Uh Uh, but they will help you through it. They will get out of it. We just have to open our hearts up to let them do that. If we keep our hearts closed and we don't connect with them, we don't force ourselves out of this shell that we find ourselves in, then they can't help us. So let Jesus and Mary help you. Um, invite the Holy Spirit in, and uh, you'll be fine. It's going to be fine. That was perfect. And I have one more saint, too, that just came to me, um, St. Francis de Sales, because <laughs> uh, I actually just read this about an hour and a half ago uh, in a book written about Maria Esperanza. It said St. Francis de Sales said that he like personally believed that all sadness and like uh, depression, or uh, I shouldn't use the word depression, it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. but yeah, sadness came from evil. 
how it was always an attack to pull you down yep. and to get you to not focus on like the joys of Christ yep. and how it's like a, it, that's what the devil does. He'll make you anxious. He'll make you sad. He'll mm-hmm. make you discouraged. He'll make you stressed, mm-hmm. tense. And, and I, I would say sometimes even depressed. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And like, even, he'll do all yep. these things. Like he'll try to bug you mm-hmm. and he'll try to make you feel bad because he's trying to distract your peace. Exactly. Because when he distracts your peace, you're not thinking about Christ. Yep. So then to recenter that, you have to go back to Christ. And, and that literally takes effort. And he said, he said, it's a fight and it's a choice and you had, it's like choosing life or death. Yep. So when these things come to you, you have to choose life and you have to make that conscious decision to do these things, to give yourself a fighting chance to snap out of whatever it is that you're going through. Yep. And don't be ashamed of this because remember we are in a fallen world, right? Like the, the effects of sin and concupiscence are always going to be trying to pull us down into the dirt. So be patient. So be patient. Like, like if, if you're feeling, you know, those, those all the signs, like the memes you see, the little ads saying, it's okay to be not okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay. Right. It's it's true and it's false. <laughs> it's okay to not be okay because you shouldn't overthink it and think, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Everyone feels like that. You're in a fallen world. Don't overthink it. It's all right. It's not okay to not be okay not because, yeah. because if you ask the Lord, he'll, he will rescue you and mm-hmm. he wants to pull you out of this sadness. So don't be embarrassed about it. Don't be ashamed that you're struggling. Everyone struggles, but do your best to get out. Do your best to grab Christ's hand and let him pull you out of the hole that we always find ourselves in in this fallen world. Very good. And also just notice that we don't have the fun saint music because we didn't do the same <laughs> cup and rocked mm-hmm. it and pick it. Like that, that fun little jingle. Uh, Can we add the jingle anyway? Yeah, we'll do it like right now. Yeah, and then should Rock just say something after the jingle? Like just, just for old time's sake? Which one are we doing? Dimphna? Yeah, Dimphna. All right, Rock, ready? And Go. Saint Dimphna. Nice. Wow, Saint nice. Dimphna. Wow. <laughs> cool. What a great saint for today. <laughs> we are totally weird. All right, let, let's wrap this up before we lose all of our followers. All right, let's say let's close with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Uh, dear Lord, I just want to pray for all of our listeners right now. Uh, you know what they're going through. You know what they're battling in their own personal lives. And I ask that you just you help them. You make yourself known to them. Uh, you let them know that they can reach out to you and that you will answer them and, and be with them at a moment's notice. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless. <laughs>